Well, praise God. And again, I get to say congratulations to our pastors. Anniversary and for her birthday. God bless you. Love you. Thank God. Amen. And to the newly married couple, I always get so happy when I see the newly married couples, and then I could say to me and my wife, we're not that new anymore. Yay. <laughs> so, <laughs> four years going strong. Amen. Amen. So, praise God. But um, it's always a privilege and an honor to just come before you and share with you. So I'm grateful to God to be here at this time. And I definitely don't want to be before you for a long time. But I really just want to share something that God has been putting on my heart. And it kind of started with Pastor kind of talked about, um, started sharing me about this new app that came out recently called Divine. I don't know if you ever heard of Divine. It's a new app. You know, pastor, our pastor, if anything you know about him, he's the techie guy. <laughs> so he's always going to find an app, and he's found an app called called Divine, which is basically you just videos that basically it's kind of like Instagram, and that you get to record small videos, but it, the, the only difference is the videos loop. So you get to videos loop continuously, but it's, it's a bad as that. That, that became popular and it became so popular that people started going, started a phrase called do it for the vine. They started a whole phrase, do it for the vine. So whenever you did a video, you were going to do it for the vine. They had a whole song where they would do a challenge where people would say, do you want to do it for the vine? Are you going to do it for the vine? Are you going to do it for the vine? And then they would just do whatever. <laughs> and so, and, and a lot of youth and popular, this became a popular phrase. So, I, so as a result, I started thinking about doing it for the vine. But I also thought about the idea of just being fruitful. Being fruitful. So that's what I want to talk today, about being fruitful and doing it for the vine. So I want to start off simply by just sharing a little story. For those of you who don't know me, especially for the new folks here, I work in a... Um, I work in a nonprofit organization, and I do have two different roles. I do campus ministry, so I work with kids in in colleges and high schools. And but one of the newest adventures that I've begun to do is to work with at-risk youth. So I had an opportunity started last year to begin working with at-risk youth, doing an after-school program, so kind of like planning the activities and so on. And so that was definitely a new experience. So um, what ha- what happened recently is. I got to, I got to see one of the girls who was there when I first started working in the program. She actually came back almost a year later. She was there in the program when I first started for about a month or two, and then she eventually, eventually was removed. And and she, this this young particular girl was 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 a difficult case. A lot a lot of the girls that we deal with, they have a lot of anger. Most of the girls in our program who get arrested, first of all, most of the girls who get arrested, they get arrested for fighting. So they're always, always, it's always, it's almost like 99% of the time has to do something with fighting. And, and this girl was no, no exception to the case. She got into, got into it because she got involved in, in a fight. Um, and in this program, she, she, she had anger issues, she had anger problems, and, and she, and she, she was just a tough girl to deal with. And and I, and I always remember I always remember her because she always had her hair like in some kind of bun or in some kind of wrap because she never wanted to do her hair because she always thought she was going to get into a fight. Always thought she was going to get into a fight. If it was going to be in the program, it was going to be after the program, before the program. So in school, somewhere she was going to get into a fight. So she never did her hair because of that. But when I saw her come in. Her hair was done. And I mean done, done. I mean all down and out and beautiful. And I said, whoa, who is this? And she just began, she just said, is this who I think it is? And she, and she said, yeah, I remember you. And her mother was there. Yeah, this is the guy. And she starts sharing about the times I shared with her. Because the first time I was there with her, I played frisbee with her for that one time. And in her mind, I, I, you know, it was just that one time. But in her mind, it was like I'm always playing frisbee with her. You know, and she starts sharing about that story and said, yeah. And then she's always challenged me about, she, she used to always say I was her favorite. Like she was her favorite. She was my favorite. And I said, I can't say that you're my favorite. She's like, no, I'm your favorite. You got to admit I'm your favorite. And so one time I tried to trick her and I said, well, you know, my wife is really my favorite. So, you know, I can't say that. So you really can't say favorite. And so she stops for a second. She goes, okay, I can't say favorite. But then I'm your second favorite. Okay, your wife is your first, but I'm your second. <laughs> I said, I can't win with this girl. 
But, so, but we were talking about that too, and uh, and I just began to see, you know, and I'm looking at, and I'm just like, wow, this is the girl who would, this is a girl who would just, you know, flip at a moment's notice, and and will really call her what they call nowadays. If you ever heard the word ratchet, she called herself. Nobody called her that. She would call herself that, ratchet. She would call herself that, and that's it. But with the girl that came into the door was anything but ratchet. Totally changed around. I said, God, what happened? And what happened? I began to share, and I just began to see, and we just began to saw, and she began to just really be grateful, you know, and share about the years and, and what we did and the program, and she was just so grateful. And I said, man, okay, you know, this is the kind of stuff that makes you just want to stay a little while longer. I think I could stay here just a little while longer. I said, wow, look, God, I didn't, you know, and this is, again, I didn't even know that she would remember me because there were other program managers who were there longer and she remembered the other people too but the fact that she remembered that for me just blessed my heart to see that I was able to make some kind of impact and there was some kind of change that took place as a result as a result, and she was able to come back and say, thank you. So I was able to see fruit. And I said, this makes my job a little bit more worth it, because you know, pay is nice, and pay can be good, and some people, but sometimes pay is just not enough. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. Sometimes it's just, the pay just really isn't not enough. <laughs> but even beyond that, you know, even if we do sometimes get paid well, it's still sometimes not enough. But to be able to see that my, what I was, the labor I did in prayer, the labor I did in just working with this girl, the labor I did in just sharing love, was able to bring forth food, it was worth it. And if we're honest with ourselves, we want to be fruitful. Can I get an amen on that one? We want to be fruitful in our jobs. We want to be fruitful. We want, we want to, be able to be able to say, I did all that I did, and there has been some kind of result in our, in our jobs. And we want it even more than in our jobs. We want it in our family. We want to be fruitful in our family. We want our children to come and to grow and, 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 and to be able to be successful. We want to see that fruit. We want to see it in our marriages. We want to be able to see love and care and concern for each other. And so we want to be able to see it in our marriage. We want to be able to see it in our finance. That's why you had a good line coming up in here because we're like, yes, financial breakthrough. We want to see food financially. We want to be able to build financially, be able to see it grow and be able to prosper. We want to be fruitful. But I also realized that God himself also wants us to be fruitful. We not only want to be fruitful, but God wants us to be fruitful. He wants to be fruitful in our ministry. He wants us to be fruitful in what he has called us to do. And he wants to be fruitful in our relationship with him. So God himself is calling us to be fruitful. And he wants to see fruit as well. Can I get an amen on that one? So with that, I want you to turn to John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. I'm just going to read it through. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. He says, this is Jesus talking. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. For every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my, my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. 
I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I have learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Again, now so let me take a step back and let's just talk about fruit for a minute. Again, fruit is an, fruit is an important word in scripture. You know it's important enough because it was used over at least over 50 times. One, one place says 56, another place says 66 times. But you know at least, at least over 50 times the word fruit was used in different ways. So God is looking at us in terms of bearing fruit in different areas of our life. Now in, in this version, in this scripture here, we're looking at the Greek word for fruit is karpos. And, and, and above it just meaning food and, uh, and food of the womb. It also means that which originates or comes from something, an effect, a result, a work, an act, a deed, advantage, profit, and utility. So it talks about a building, it talks about an increasing, it talks about something that comes forth as, uh, out of something that is originated in the beginning. So for fruit, so when God's calling us to bear fruit, he's calling us to build, he's calling us to have an effect, he's calling us to have an result. He's calling us to work. He's calling us to act. He's calling us to deeds. He's calling us to profit. He's calling us to build utility. He's calling us to build and to increase. Can I get an amen on that one? Now in scripture, God, in scriptures, um, when, it's, when they look at the scriptures, especially in this, in this portion, John chapter 15, they say the fruit, um, there's usually like three different things that the fruit can, can mean. And one of them is probably well known Already, when they think about food, they think about souls, meaning people who come to the kingdom, people who give their lives to Christ, people who say, "I'm going to be a follower of Christ. I'm going to follow Him." So when, so some people believe when you, when God is saying He's calling us to bear food, He's calling us to bear believers that will follow Him. Amen. The second thing that people believe is also just in terms of the character of God. That's why you have the fruit of the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter five. So you have the fruit with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, mercy. These these kind of things. So saying the character of God. So God. So when we see the fruit, uh, when we see fruit, we're looking at the character of God as well. Amen. And the third thing is just some people say, well, just even underneath even all of those things, it just means to have the nature of God, to experience the nature of God, his goodness, his, his mercy, his love, and his kindness, his experience the nature of God. Well, I gotta say, well, I think if you start with the goodness, if you begin to experience the goodness and his mercy and his divine nature, as you begin to experience that, that aspect of God in terms of fruit, what's gonna come out is the love, the joy, the peace, as you begin to experience who he is and, and, his, and his, what he does in your life, you begin to experience love, joy, peace, patience all of that, the fruit of the spirit begins to come forth and as you experience the fruit of the spirit other begin to see that fruit because fruit isn't just there for the fruit isn't there for the tree the fruit is there for the people the fruit is there for others to experience this so when people begin to see the love the joy, the peace the goodness, the mercy, the kindness the gentleness, they say ooh, I want that I want, let me go and get that and then they begin attracted to you and then the gospel can come forth and then they could get saved so then the souls come so in, so in other realities I see that it's all three as you begin to experience God's nature as you begin to experience God's love he builds his character in you and you can then win souls for him can I get an amen? amen? So this is the kind of type of fruit that we're calling. We want to be able to experience his love, his nurture. We want to be able to experience his character. We want to be able to win souls. And I believe even at this time in this church, can I get an amen on this one? We want to experience fruit. Can I get an amen? We want to experience souls coming to the kingdom. We want to experience lives being changed. I want to be able to say testimonies of I saw this person when they first came in and, and five years later, they're not 
the, they're not the same person. I'm glad I can say that even now, that I can see people in their lives. I'm going to give a shout out to Jovette. Jovette, I love you, and I have seen a life transformation take place. Can I get an amen from the pastors and from the leaders? Come on, I have seen life transformation because of the fruit. But it's because of the fruit. It's because of the fruit that's in us as we experience God's nature, and it just comes and shows forth. So we're, and there's more fruit to come. There is more, it does not stop here. There is more fruit to come. But in order for it to come, we must abide. We must remain. We must abide and remain. And that is the challenge. We must abide and remain. He says, I am the true fire. My father is the gun is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that will be even more fruitful. He says, you already clean, so the word I have spoken to you remain in me, and I remain in you. No batch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. We have got to remain in the vine. There is no choice. There is no option. There is no kind of soda. Let's do it on vacation. Let's do it every now and then. Sunday's own. There is no Sunday only abiding there is no uh, uh, no plant can survive on water there is a whole lot of plants and no grapevine is going to survive with not being rooted only once a week that's not rooted that's uprooted (laughs) you're really uprooted you're not really rooted that's just visiting you cannot visit and, and and say you are in the vine you have to remain. You have to abide. Well, what does that exactly mean? What does that exactly look like? Well, Jesus makes it pretty clear. And number one, when you abide and you remain in God, means number one, you are in prayer. You are in prayer. And I don't have to work too hard on this because Pastor already did just a great job. So I'm not going to repeat a whole lot of what he already said. Y'all got to get on the Gathering Church app. And just download it. It's on iTunes, Amazon. I'm doing my commercial, yes. Amazon, Amazon, you can get it on Google Play. Come on, the Gathering Church app. It's there. I'm talking about prayer. So he already did a great job of just just talking about prayer and the need for prayer in our lives and, and how making our priority his priority and, and just abiding and having an attitude of worship and, and being able to come to him and believing and, and so on. So we have we already have the outline for prayer but it comes but we got to realize that prayer is where we experience his presence prayer is where we get to hear the voice of God and in a where is where we get to experience God in a new manner way prayer I mean prayer is just where you get to talk and to him and sometimes I, I just feel like we forget or we or we um, don't realize what's going on when we really pray are we sometimes I think we need to take a step back and really meditate on what we're doing where we do what we do the fact that we have the scripture says that we can come to the throne of God boldly and obtain mercy which means that there was a time where you couldn't go up to the throne of God boldly and obtain mercy there, there was a time in your life and in our lives where we just couldn't go up there where we were away but God because of his love and his grace because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ the veil has been torn and we can come to the God's presence and now we can experience his love now we can experience his grace now we can experience his mercy when do we do that? in prayer it's in prayer so I think we sometimes we need just need to forget we just forget that's why you know um, so, you know we were we were talking and I hope I don't get nobody mad but one of the lowest attendance services is prayer in churches worldwide we was a, we was in here on Thursday and not, not everybody was there I'm not getting on nobody now don't get somebody I, I'm gonna do like I'm gonna do like do like my director if it don't apply just let it fly okay <laughs> if it don't apply let it fly but but you know I had to sit back and think I said why is it why is it and I and I, think, I I personally think I believe is one of the reasons why is because why you can get someone here on a Sunday is because you don't have to work so hard on a Sunday you come in and worship 
So that's probably work there. You know, you might get to get your shout and your dance on if you get to. You might get some sweat that way. But it's stuff. You know, it's stuff that's given to you. The word is given to you. The worship you're encouraged to worship. Come on and worship. Come on, dance. The word is given to you, yeah, and you have the people with you. But when you come into a prayer service, prayer service is work. Because now you got to come into the presence. Now you got to, as Pastor talked about, travail. Now you got to wait in his presence. Now you got to come before him and you got to give thanks and, and you just got to worship God and, and you got to do some work in his presence. But there's a result of being in his presence. And the result is fruit. There is fruit. There is life. He has come that we might have life and life more abundantly. What's that? That's fruit. That we might have life. That we might have peace. That we might have joy. That we might have assurance. That we might have hate. That we might have healing. It comes. But it's but we just gotta we, we but we gotta do the work of coming in. It says it says we might come to the throne, but the truth of the matter is we gotta come to the throne. We got to come to the throne. There, there, there are, you know what's interesting? And I'm going to go into my next, next point. What's interesting is that when, uh, one, one scholar, one person who, who's actually uh, someone who actually spoke Greek, and so he also studied, as a result, he's, he was from Greece, he spoke, spoke um, Greek, and so he actually studied the ancient Greek language. And he said, one of the things I always found fascinating is that when the, Jesus, when the word talks about Jesus with Jew to pray, Jesus with Jew to pray, um, it was also saying, that, that verb was, was, was kind of a verb that was saying, not only was Jesus withdrawing, but God was also drawing to him. So what that tells me is God is ready and God is waiting for us to just come. If you come, he'll come. But he needs you to come. But he'll come. He'll be there. He'll be in the midst. He's ready to answer. He's ready to do. He's ready to do a work in and through you. But you've got to come. You've got to come. You can't just, you can't just, just go about your day, day to day. No, he said, that's why he says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. Pray. You can always come. Even if you're at work, just think about him. Even if you're anywhere. So, so Lord, I just thank you that I have this job. Lord, I don't know what to do with this kid right now, but you, I need your help. Lord, I don't know how to answer this question and this problem. I don't know how to do this fact sheet. Or, or, Lord, I just need your wisdom. What, throughout the day. And, I'm, I don't, don't, and, and let me tell you, I am not the, the, I'm not the, you know, I'm not the conqueror on this one. So don't act like I got it all together. This is not. I'm not saying I got it all together, but I know because he's telling me, and I'm telling you, we need to just draw close. We need to abide. We need to remain in prayer in His presence. And then we can experience see His power. Then we can experience Him working and doing what He wants to do in us. Can I get an amen on that one? So abiding and remaining means me and prayer but remaining also means remaining and following his word verse 7 says this if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you and there's prayer again and then verse 10 says this if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in His love. The Word of God is so important when you remain, in order to remain. The Word of God is vital. The word, Psalms, 1, Psalms 119 verse, verse 105 says, The Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Of John 17, 17, Sanctify them through thy Word. Thy Word is true. The Word sanctifies. The Word leads the word guides second timothy 2 15 says study to show thyself to prove a workman that needeth not to be the shame rightly dividing the word we're called to know this word we're called to study this word we're called to read this work i mean it's it, it becomes kind of it becomes sad but it's just true that, uh, that there's people out there that can read harry potter which is like a roach killer of a book <laughs> right it's like this big and the Bible ain't even that ain't even that big and we can barely read a chapter. Wow. There's something going on. 
There's something going on. But if we want to abide and remain, we have to know that word. It's his will. It's Some people call it his love letter to us. It's his directions. It's what he has spoken to us. As we look at the characters, as we look at the people in there, he's speaking to us. He's giving us direction. There is life in the word. There is what you need in the word. Sometimes we go through certain things I'm like, I don't know what to do. And the word will just, and scriptures will just come out and say, oh yeah, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to handle this situation. This is how I need to, uh, I remember, I'll never forget this. I remember one time I was on, going on the buses before I got to, before I learned to drive. Praise God, I can drive now. <laughs> but I was getting on the bus and I was trying to go into Manhattan and I somehow some, something happened where I think I, I had missed my stop so I wanted to see if the bus driver could let me off before the next before it went into Manhattan before it went into a, a, another part of the stop so I said let me just go and ask him and so I went to go answer and the driver just started to flip out like what are you doing here and then you should have been paying attention and you should have done this and that and, done and, and he's just going off 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 and I, you know and I'm Puerto Rican you know I'm like the razor in the mouth real quick if you could make it <laughs> you know I'm like no like you don't talk to me like oh hold up hold it you know hold up. oh no let me oh no we're gonna have to fix this I'm from the Bronx I'm born and raised you don't, you don't know who you talking to <laughs> don't make me go back to my old days you know but but you know God what all I all I but what I really ended up hearing was scripture all I heard was a soft answer turns away wrath. That's all I kept on hearing. A soft answer. A soft answer. So I said, so I was like, sir. I was like, so I just said, sir. And he's like, what, what, what? What do you want? Why are you still here? Sir? He's like, what? I said, I'm not yelling at you. Why are you yelling at me? And he just stopped. (laughs) I said, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't, I'm, he's like, I'm sorry. I just had so many people who come up to me, and as he just starts apologizing, I said, Okay. So I said, like, You know what? You don't even have to let me. Just let me off at the next stop. It's fine. It's fine. We got this. He's like, Yo, I'm so sorry. And so, and total attitude change. Why? Because of the word. It could have got nasty. It could have got nasty. I could have gotten in my flesh. It would have been silence, you know. <laughs> I could have. It could have got nasty, but I remembered the word. But that's because I had the word, because I studied the word, because I memorized that scripture, because I took time and read that scripture. I remember as I put it in my heart. I, and, and there it was. It was there. It was ready, and fruit came out. That man, total attitude change went from nasty to nice. And a total change in attitude. So the word is real, but we need to abide in his word. We need to remain in that. Take some time. Even if you could just do, if you can only do a chapter a day, then do a chapter a day, but commit to doing it. If you can do three, if you can do five, commit to doing, commit to spending some time in the Word. Even if it's just 15 minutes, if it's just 30 minutes, do it. Because we do it for a whole lot of other things. Yeah. We do. It's, it's, it's the truth. Of all, if I want to know what you really love, all I have to know is what you, where you spend your time. Where you mostly spend your time. That's all I have to do. It's where you spend your time and where you spend your finances. So that's where you know what you love. So Lord help us. That's on me too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but we have to abide in his word. And then it goes on. And he goes on and says, in order to abide and remain in him, we must love one another. Verse 12 says this, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. What's the command? Love one another. And I know we probably, some of us have probably heard this, if you've been in church long enough, you're going to hear this at least three times, (laughs) you know, Valentine's Day, April, Easter, you know, you know, in membership services, you're going to hear that, love one another, but it's because it's so important. 
It is so important. First John chapter 4. I don't have time to even read, read all of it, but it, take your time. In First John chapter 4, that's what it's about. He talks about loving. He says, if you say that you love God, if you say that you're a person of God, if you say that you're abiding and remaining in God, then love has to come out. Love of others has to be there. We got to be able to love each other. One of the things I love about the Gathering Church, and I can say it, and I say it proud, is that when people come here, and I pray for you new, new folks that you experience it, if you haven't experienced it already, but that when you come here, you will experience love. Amen. You, amen? Can I get an amen on that one? You will experience love. Not that we're perfect, not that we don't have our nasty moments, and, and you know, nobody here is perfect. Can I get an amen on that one too? I'm, I'm, I'm no exception. Nobody's perfect. But we have love here. There is love here. And you experience that love. That is a fruit. That is part of being in the remaining and abiding. When you, ex- God is love. That's his very nature. That's his very being. When you experience God, you're experiencing love. It goes hand in hand. It's not just a good shake. It's not just a good shout. It's not just a tear. But it's his love that you're going to experience whenever you come. So whenever you come to the gathering church, when we say we're experiencing life in Christ, you're experiencing his love. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you will receive his love today because his love is here for you because we're abiding and we're remaining in Christ. We have his love and we have to share that love with one another. And it's a very powerful. He said, he said, greater love no one than this that they lay down in one's life. So it's not just any kind of love like, oh, I love you. Like, oh, let's get this feel good nice God, oh I'm nice I'm nice no no it's a it's a love that says I'm gonna lay down I'm gonna humble myself it's a love that that Paul came out and says look to one another as greater than yourselves that's the kind of love that he's talking about so it's not just any simple I care is I'm ready to lay I'm ready to lay that's why you got to pray for your leaders because the call of a leader is a call to love and can I get an amen to the leaders of the house? A call of the leader is a call to love. So as a leader, you are called to lay. You are called to lay. So, so don't be so quick to say, I want to do this and that. Because you better be ready to lay. <laughs> you better be ready to lay. Prostrate. Lay. You want to you know, you be a fr- friend of God? Great. You got to lay. You got to humble yourself. You got to be willing to sacrifice. You got to be willing to just lay it down. Lay it down. See, the problem is not some people, and I'm going to move on. The problem is not, for some people, they talk about, you know, in, in third world countries, people literally lay down their lives for the gospel. So, some lay down their lives, they, they, they literally have to die for the gospel. And we don't experience that. Our, our, our problem is, and I saw this, saw this quote in the movie, they had nothing to do with God, but I saw this quote in the movie, it says, the problem is not being willing to die, it's being willing to live. That's the difficulty. The problem is not willing to die, it's, willing, it's are we ready to just daily take up the cross and daily follow him and daily live our life and daily love the way he wants us to love are we that's the challenge and it's a challenge I know I'm not going to get a whole lot of amens on that one that's okay (laughs) it's a challenge and I hope it's a challenge and I hope you're like whoa how am I going to do this you do this when you abide you go into prayer you go into the word you apply the actions of love that's how you do it it's a daily abiding in prayer a daily abiding in love a daily abiding in his word that's that's what brings the transformation so what happens when we do it let me tell you it's a challenge but there is just so much that happens as a result all right well let me tell you the first thing that happens is you get cleansed you get cleansed so verse 2 says this he cuts off every branch and bear that bears no fruit so if you're not bearing fruit he is not bearing fruit you're separated that's why I said there is no in or out it's either there is no in and out it's either you're in or you're out you know if you're not bearing fruit that means you're not his if you are bearing fruit you are his 
He says he cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. But every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. And prunes also means he cleans so that it will be even more fruitful. So as we just continue to abide, he causes us to be cleansed. He cleanses us. He purges us. He washes. He sanctifies us. That's why some of us are going through some things that we're going through now as we're abiding in Christ. Why? Because he's just cleansing you. That's all part of the pruning process. It might be hurting right now. Discipline, when it happens, Hebrew says discipline when it happens, it is not pleasurable. But afterwards, it produces what? Fruit! It produces a result. It produces a result that the person wanted. In this case, God is pruning you so that he can make you more fruitful. See, you think you're bad now, but let's just go through the process. Let him take you through what he's taking you through. Because as he's taking you, now he, when you come out, you're going to come out as pure good. When you come out, you're going to come out fruitful. You're going to bear even more fruit. You're going to have even more of an experience of who God is. You're going to see God do above and beyond what you can even ask or think according to his power that is at work with you. Just let him clean you. Let him, God, I don't know about you. I'm just saying it. God, clean me. Yeah. Clean me, Lord. Clean me. I want to be fruitful. Well, you have to be clean. He has to prune you. But uh, it's a benefit. It is a benefit because then as you prune, you get more fruit. Whatever needs to get out of the way, whatever's preventing you from bearing, from bringing fruit, he takes it out so that you can be. So that you can be. That's how it works in the vines. Some things have to get cut off so that it can grow. And now a lot of lives, God is cutting off things so that we can grow. Amen? Benefits of bearing fruit, prayers are answered. Verse 16. I got all my, all my, all my stuff everywhere. <laughs> you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. And fruit that, that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. So he's, atoined, he's appointed us to bear fruit, fruit that will last so that whatever we ask in his name, he will give us. When we abide in him, when we rest in him, then we can ask. Then we can seek. The problem, sometimes, you know, James says it like this. He says, why, why isn't our prayers answered? He says, because when you ask, you ask amiss. And you ask to fulfill your own lust. But when you are abiding and you are remaining His will, you see, when you're abiding in prayer and you're abiding in His word and you're abiding in His love, then you know His will. So you can pray according to His will. Everybody wants to know God's will. Well, if you abide in His word and if you abide in prayer and you abide in His love, you will know His will. So then you can pray according to His will. So of course He's going to answer according to His will anyway. You're praying what He wants, so yes, of course He's going to give you. So if He wants to prosper you, of course He's going to prosper you because that's what He wants to. As long as you're abiding in His Word, abiding in prayer, abiding in His love, then yeah, He's going to prosper you. If, if you want healing, of course He wants healing. He said by His stripes we were healed. He wants healing, for you, but you got to abide in His prayer, abide in His Word, abide in His love, and you will be healed. It comes healing. We can ask whatever we want, whatever we need. We can believe it. We can receive it. That's why we can say we can decree and declare because it's according to His will. But you can't decree and declare something you don't really know. So we need to know His will. And if it's in His will, don't be decreeing and declaring something that's not in His will. You better watch out with that. Because <laughs> you're just talking. But if you decree and declare, it's because it's according to His will. And if it's according to His will, He said His word will never fail. It will do that which it was sent to do. It will accomplish the task which it was sent to do. Because it's His word. His word is His will. It will do it. It will do it. So if He said He can save you, and if He said He's going to save His house, He will do it. It because he said it in his word. That's why we encourage you when you pray, pray the word. Get into scriptures and pray the actual scripture. If you don't know what to pray, pray the actual scriptures because you know if anything that anything that's not gonna fail, that's not gonna fail. That's not gonna fail. He doesn't go back on his word. He said his word is yes and amen, and he will do it according to his word. So pray and seek his will according to his word. So when benefit of being abiding in God, we get what we ask. We get what we ask. What do we also get? And this is something that I, I never realized. Many times I've read this scripture. I ne this never really stood out to me till I read this recently. It says, it says, God's joy 
is in us and his joy is made and our joy, excuse me, is made complete. It says in verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made complete. So God's joy in us and our joy is complete. Now, we always see of it like this. If you're abiding in word and you're abiding in prayer and you're abiding in his love, that means you're seeking out his will. That means your will becomes his will and you get complete in him. Your joy is complete in him. All that you have and all that you need is in him. You get aligned to his will. And so when you seek it, he does it in you and through you and you become joyful. Like I said, when I saw that young woman and I saw the life change, that was joy for me. I was bearing fruit and that was joy for me. And we can experience that joy in our lives. Some, I remember, was, I think it was Mr. Wayne was saying, you know, there's nothing like seeing someone get saved. That is joy. I'm going to tell you, I've experienced that when you get to lead somebody to Christ, that is joy like no other. And when you get to his experience just doing his will, experiencing his presence and his love and walking his way, there is a joy that is complete in us. We feel complete. We feel like we, we're doing, we thought we were doing something, but now we're doing something now. Now we're doing something. That's why I said, apart from him, we can do nothing. Yeah, we can do some things. We can look like we're doing something, but no, no. There is a, we can't do nothing what we really were meant to do unless we're doing it in him. Unless we're abiding his word. Unless we're abiding in him. But you know what? also interesting when I looked at that I also saw it this way I said to that God when it said God's joy may be in you I said it's also so that God can have joy in us it's not just so that we can have joy in him but God can delight in us and I said I said have I ever thought about how God felt about me right now come on can he be like he said with Jesus? This is why we. This is why Jesus is the example because he he said with Jesus, "This is my son, in whom I am well pleased." Is that what he's saying about me? This is my son, or uh, this is my daughter, in whom I am well pleased, or is he saying something else? Let's hope he never says, "Depart from me." You workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. We definitely don't want to go there. But the question is, what is? how does he feel about us? You know, I love Pastor, one of the things he taught about the, the Holy Spirit. You know, and we don't, sometimes we just don't think about the Holy Spirit has feelings. It says, it says grieve not the Holy Ghost. So that means he, he can be, he can get sad. So, that, so why? Because he's part of the Trinity. He's, he's God Himself. So is so he can get sad. So is God joyous of us, or is God grieving over us? But when we are abiding in Him, we have joy. That's when we could go into the final point, which is we become His friend. He says, "If you do whatever I say, verse fourteen, then you are my friend." You are my friend. We become the friends. We, we sing it. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. And we sing it. But what does it mean to be his friend? It means to do what he's... It means to abide. It means to remain. Abide in his word. Abide in prayer. Abide in his love. And we become his friend. He said, he, we, we become like Moses, a friend of God. And that's the privilege that we have, but it comes in abiding. So there's a benefit to being, being abiding in Him. We're cleansed, and, and with prayers are answers. God's joy is made complete in us, and we become His friends. But the challenge for us today is to abide. So... I don't know if you're like me as I get ready to close. I need to abide. I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect in this. I'm not. And so don't get it twisted. But I'm saying what Jesus said here. This, Jesus, this is Jesus in his, this is one of his final discourses. He's getting ready to pass away. He's getting ready to leave. He's not going to be with them like he was before. So this is why it was important for him to say, you need to abide, you need to remain. Because stuff was going to come to cause them not to remain. Trouble was going to come. Jerusalem was going to fall. And it would cause them to not remain. 
unless they abide. And I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know where you are at in your relationship with God. But I know we need to abide. There is fruit for you. There is fruit. There is joy. There is peace. There is a friendship with God. There, there is so much that God has for you. So much prosperity, health, and all those things. But it comes from So first of all, if you've never even given your life to Christ, now is the chance. If you've never really committed your life to Christ, made Him Lord and Savior over your life, that's your first step in abiding. You have to be part of the vine before you can be in the vine. And the only way to be part of the vine is to give your life over to Christ. So if there is one that says, you know, I want to do that. I want to become part of, I want to go part of, I want to become a branch in that vine. I want to be, give my life over to Christ. Just raise your hands. I'm not going to embarrass you, but just raise your hands. Then for the rest of us, if you're like me, I need to abide. I need to renew my commitment in abiding. Abiding in prayer. Abiding in his word. Abiding his love. I want to see the fruit. But I know I need to abide. So if you're with me and you just need to recommit yourself to just abiding even greater in God. Can you stand with me? Can you do something for me? I don't normally do this, but can you just come to the front if you're willing? The front just represents the altar. It represents a place of sacrifice. So it's just another way of saying to him, I'm giving myself to you. It's just taking a step up to say, yeah, here I am. I'm giving myself to you.
to the process, Lord God, of abiding in you, Lord God. So whether it's abiding in prayer, Lord God, for those of us who are struggling with prayer, Lord God, struggling to remain in your presence, Lord God, God help us, Lord God, prune us, Lord God, work in us, Lord God, to desire to seek you out in prayer, to desire, Lord God, to remain in your presence, Lord God, to desire, Lord God, to seek you out like never before, Lord God, to just wait to travail, Lord God, and see you do it, Lord God, in us, spend time in prayer, Lord God, for some of us spending time in your word once again, Lord God, for your word is true, your word is life, your word is yes and amen, Lord God, for some of us are seeking out your word, Lord God, help us to memorize, Lord God, help us to study, to show ourselves approved, help us to read it, Lord God, to daily, Lord God, search it, Lord God, make it our main food, Lord God, our food and drink, Lord God, it's your word and it is your presence, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, oh God, do it in us, Lord God, help us to remain in your love, Lord God, to love as you have called us to love, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, forgive us, Lord God, for the times we've backbitten, for the times we've, Lord God, we've allowed anger and hatred and frustration and all these other things, Lord God, to get away, to get in the way, Lord God, of our relationship with one another, Lord God. Cleanse us, help us to forgive, Lord God, as you've forgiven us, Lord God. And help us to restore, to show love, to continue to show love, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we desire you. God, we declare our need for you. God, we desire the fruits, Lord God. We desire fruit, Lord God. We desire fruit, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. God, I pray fruit, Lord God. I pray fruit, Lord God. Even now, I just pray fruit over every single person, Lord God. Fruit, Lord God. Fruit, fruit, Lord God. Fruit, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray fruit over their lives. Fruit, Lord God. Fruit, fruit. Fruitfulness, Lord God. Fruitfulness, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Fruit, fruit, Lord God. Fruit, Lord God, in their lives, Lord God. Fruit, Lord God, in their lives, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. Fruitfulness, 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 Lord God. Fruit, Lord God. Fruit, Lord God. There will bear fruit indeed, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, they will bear fruit, Lord God, that will last, Lord God. They will go forth. They will grow, Lord God. They will be blessed, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. They will, Lord God, abide in your truth, Lord God. Abide in your love, Lord God. Abide in your grace, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for the fruit in their lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that they will go forth. We thank you that they will prosper. We thank you, Lord God, that as they abide in you, whatever they're asking, even now, they will receive, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will cleanse them, Lord God. You will purge them, Lord God. The joy, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord, Lord God, will be upon them. And they will be joyous in you, Lord God. And you will enjoy them. You will be joyous in them, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord. And they will be your friend. They will be your friend. They will know you. They will see that they know you. They know this God. He's not just a thing. He's not just someone that they study. But there was a real relationship in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, have your way. Have your way. Have your way.